Just a warning before we start today, especially if you planned on listening with children. This episode discusses some serious but important issues. If you or someone you know needs help, please call Lifeline on 13 11 14. Hello and welcome. My name is Ali. And my name is Katie. And today we have a special episode of the Bush Wanderlust podcast. On the 8th of March, we had the great but slightly daunting honour of emceeing the Narrabri Region's International Women's Day Breakfast. It was a fabulous event. We even had some girl power tunes pumping, from Cindy Lauper to Taylor Swift, that you can have a look at on our Instagram page and listen to via Spotify or Apple Music. We just can't afford the licence to put it on our podcast for you today. (laughs) (laughs) Not yet. At the breakfast, there was a lineup of awesome speakers, including Dimity Smith, an absolute firecracker from Moree, who wears many hats, but was there in her role with the New South Wales Department of Primary Industries Rural Women's Network. Plus, Rochelle Lay, who's a tireless cheerleader for regional, rural and remote women. If there's a country cause that needs fighting, you want this girl in your corner. Rochelle is an independent director of the National Rural Women's Coalition and founder of Regional Collab. We're proud to say the local girl on the speakers list was our friend and fellow podcaster, Ebony Wan. And boy, did she wow the crowd with her courage, shout out to good husbands everywhere and her message of kindness. Katie and I have often chatted about how Ebony can possibly jam so much stuff into her busy life and stay so calm while doing it. Ebony is a mum of two who successfully juggles a husband, a job as a primary school teacher and countless side hustles. I don't know how she does it, but she also has a heart of gold. Last year, Ebony's best friend, Dr Alexandra Tapp, sadly died of a drug overdose. Now, I can't imagine the pain of losing a best mate, but Ebony and Alexandra's family have turned tragedy into a campaign for positive change. Alexandra's sister Virginia has set up a support group to help survivors of sexual abuse. And Ebony has somehow found the strength and time to start a podcast that shines a light on resilient Aussie bush women. The podcast is named after her bestie. It's called Conversations for Ali. And it started many tough but important conversations about the different struggles country women face. So today, we'd like to play you Ebony's inspiring speech from the International Women's Day event so you can hear, in her own words, how she stepped out of her comfort zone and chose to challenge. During her Women's Day speech, Ebony raised the alleged sexual abuse of her friend Alexandra and sister Virginia in the hope it might help others suffering in silence. Nobody has ever been charged in relation to these allegations. Good morning, ladies, and the GM, and Paul, and my dad. Um, I'm surprisingly emotional. I'll just get through that. Um, That's a very kind introduction, girls, but I should acknowledge on International Women's Day that I can actually only do these things because of my husband, who is super supportive. He's at home getting kids ready today. He took an RDO. He is taking my daughter down the street to get a ponytail put in her hair for school. (laughs) But other than that, he does everything. So here's to good husbands. (laughs) 
Thank you, Katie and Ali. You've been wonderful MCs this morning, and it's so nice to have familiar faces here. Firstly, I'd like to thank Nikki, Jane, the Narrabri Shire Council and the Crossing Theatre for having us today. And thank you also for your messages, Dimity and Rochelle. What a privilege it is to be asked to speak beside you today. We certainly have a lot to reflect on. When Nikki first approached me to speak here today, I was initially very hesitant. I feel entirely inadequate to stand before you all and share some of my thoughts. If I were to go to an event for International Women's Day like this, I would expect to hear from women who have it all together and for them to share how they got there. I just wanted to let you in on a little secret before we get any further. I am far from perfect. I make mistakes all the time. Slowly, I'm coming to truly embrace this and I also love imperfections in those around me. Many of my mistakes are made behind closed doors that only my husband and kids see. I'm learning that there is no shame in owning up to them, only if I refuse to learn from them. I find it such a relief to learn that nobody else is perfect either. We are all, in fact, just battling on. I think it is how we react to our flaws and how we treat others that is so important. This year's theme for International Women's Day, as we know, is Choose to Challenge. There is so much to be challenged in our broken world, but I think if we keep talking about issues, perhaps we can forge an inclusive world where women can speak their truth without fear or shame. I've been a local primary teacher for 10 years now and spend my days speaking in front of hundreds of students sometimes but something like today is definitely not a part of my day-to-day -day life. I went against my initial instinct of declining the invitation as I thought this would be yet another great opportunity to speak about my friend. Sorry. As you probably know now, I created a podcast in August last year. Gosh, I was determined not to do this following the death of my best friend, Dr. Alexandra Jane Tapp in June. I like to use her whole name because it's beautiful and it also indicates how smart she was and what she achieved in her 33 short years. It's called Conversations for Ali and this is where I've had the chance to hear stories from resilient Australian women from the bush. Alex and I had been friends for 30 years. She was a huge part of my whole life and I loved her dearly. It's still very surreal talking about her not being here anymore. Ali lost her life when she overdosed on drugs after suffering for many years in silence due to different forms of sexual abuse from trusted men as a child and young woman. I believe in my heart that if Ali had have had the chance to hear that somebody else had been through something similar or that it was okay to share what had happened to her, her life might not have ended so tragically. I was desperate to do something after Ali died. The grief was crippling. I wanted other women to know that if they were going through something difficult, which we all do at different times, that they weren't alone. I wanted people to know who Alex was 
and for people to keep saying her name. After I had the idea of the podcast, I felt I had a plan to navigate my deep grief and something to think about. I had to learn how to make a podcast, get equipment, do recordings, and I was distracted. As it turns out, I didn't process things very well and I fell in a big heap a few months later. I didn't consider that people, other than my husband and Alex's mum, would actually listen, but to my continual great surprise, it's now had more than 17,000 downloads. All I can take from that is that people enjoy hearing everyday women sharing their stories with no frills. In only eight months or so, we have learnt the names of Virginia Tapscott, who is Alex's sister and was nominated as the Australian's 2021 Australian of the Year, Grace Tame, our 2021 Australian of the Year. While I am so sad that Ali isn't here to see this sudden shift in women speaking out about their own sexual abuse, I truly believe that she has been a big part of the momentum that is happening. As heartbreaking as it is to think Ali could have watched Grace Tame become Australian of the Year for her work in the field of sexual assaults on women in Australia just seven months after she lost her life, I think her death and Virginia speaking so publicly, openly and honestly was a real catalyst for all that is happening. I know her death was not in vain and when people hear her story, they will know how fabulous, brave, selfless and courageous she was. Ali was a very intelligent, capable and successful woman despite what she endured. Unless you were very close to her, you wouldn't realise that she was being tormented by something. This is such a reminder to be kind to everybody we come across because we just never know what others are going through. Even those of us closest to Ali didn't know how deep her troubles were and what had caused it until it was too late. Women are very good at fronting up and putting on a brave face. We know that people will forget what you said and what you did, but they never forget how you made them feel. This can make all the difference sometimes. It seems to be human nature that we judge ourselves by our intentions, but others by their actions. I encourage us all to consider this and try to be more kind and forgiving. We win by kindness and conquer by forgiveness. If we fill our hearts with this, we can remove stress, anger and bitterness. I know I'm familiar with these feelings and it is so nice when I don't have them. For just over two years, I've been battling daily a largely undiagnosed autoimmune disease, which has seen me in a wheelchair and unable to use my limbs and hands. Last year, I went into isolation during the lockdown, tragically lost my best mate and had a hysterectomy after developing very high-grade precancer cells. People sometimes say to me, I would have never guessed You've been through what you have, you carry yourself so well. And that's when I remember, it's not what happens to you, it's how you handle it. Resilience is defined as the process of adapting well 
in the face of adversity, tragedy or significant sources of stress. As a Christian, I have learnt that no matter who we are or how life is currently going, one thing that is inevitable is that our faith will be tested. These challenges can range from our everyday struggles and disappointments to life-changing losses. The direction of our faith, our faith in God, our faith in relationships and our faith in life is revealed during these times of testing. Living life in rural New South Wales can add to these testing times. Many of us are isolated, living on properties sometimes an hour from the closest small town and hundreds of kilometres to Sydney or Brisbane if we need specialist care. I have farming friends whose husbands work 15 hour days keeping crops and stock alive. These women are my inspiration. They work hard and get on with it. They know nobody else is going to come and do it. They buckle in, put their head down and bum up, stick to their own lane and write their own story. It seems that there is an obsession with finding and achieving happiness as a destination or some kind of permanent state. And that idea sets us up for failure. Because happiness comes in moments that we pass through, often fleetingly. The key is to notice them. I love the quote that says, I am in competition with no one. I have no desire to play the game of being better than anyone. I am simply trying to be better than the person I was yesterday. Can we learn to promote growth over perfectionism and compassion over criticism? Comparison is the thief of joy and today I choose joy. Thank you, Ebony. That was courageous and amazing. Thank you for sharing your friend Ali's story and thank you for continuing to share the stories of other resilient bushwomen. If you or someone you know needs help, please call Lifeline on 13 11 14. Or if you would like to get in contact with the support group founded by Virginia Tapscott, please email vtapp62 at gmail.com.